there, partner. Oh, there he is, the man himself. Jimmy Riley. Josh Landers. What's up, my dude? Nothing much, man. Just chilling, just chilling. Putting in some extra hours out here at the crib, you know. Little six PM meeting. Oof. What's what do you what do you gotta meet about at six PM? I don't know. I where were they? They were in America too. They must have had real jobs, but Oh, that makes I sense. I don't like doing something after work or something. Twenty minutes showing them the platform. Yeah, so uh this is how much it costs. How's that uh how's that sound from an initial standpoint? Oh, maybe if that was like the yearly price, but Oh no, that's not what you want to hear. <laughs> okay. That is pretty funny though. Uh damn. That's uh the worst. That's a stinker. Taking it at six PM, doing them a solid and then uh getting the old shutdown. Oh, so many people I'm doing a solid for in that transaction. There's this dev, right? You know, first day. <laughs> First day on the job or whatever, his first two passes he ever passed. Is the dev where you're at or below or above? Below. They right, booked that's the meeting. That's where you were us. at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he has his first two meetings. So I take him. I'm like, all right, let me, you know, usher this guy into the game here. Right. He'll that was the first back eventually. The first one was this morning at 7 a.m., reschedule. And then there was this one. <laughs> Fucking. What a jackass. Zero, Tell him to get some zero feel. Percent. No. Wait for this. This is why I'm telling the story. Shows up today in a king's jersey. I would have fucking assaulted this guy. <laughs> there there would have been no questions asked. I would have, as soon as he sat down and looked at his computer, I would have fucking clocked him right in the ear. Yo, he, he comes up to me and goes, hey, how'd that 7 a.m. go? I said, oh, man, they canceled at me on, on the last minute. He said, all right. Light the beam, man. <laughs> oh, dude, he's trying to fight. Who is this kid? How old How old is he? I kind of respect this kid. I, I same. At this point, he just really selling first it. Week, first week, he's already in there with the jersey talking shit to people. Holy hell. Which is, it's funny because we do these little, like, round tables. I guess they just started doing it where they have someone in my position and then they have the devs kind of like, go into different rooms and talk to different closers and just get a feel and ask questions and stuff. And, um, yeah, so he was in there when I did my round table or whatever. And, uh, the piece of advice that I gave him was, you know, try and become boys with the closers because it makes life a lot easier, you know? Exactly. So I feel like, I feel like he's diving two feet into that (laughs) advice, you know? And I love to see it. It's like refreshing. It's like the first dev that we had come around. That seems to be a little bit of a boy. Right. Like, but he is on normal. the shyer side. Uh, but he is normal. But you that's know? that's so nice. He'll break out of that. And that's, I feel like the shyness is a good thing. You know what I mean? At first, like a little bit, Great like thing. wait, wait, uh, like not, not interjecting every single second, never trying to get your joke out. You know what I mean? Um, but that yeah. goes a long way being just fucking normal. It's crazy. I was going to say it's ideal. Being, I'm, I'm genuinely jealous of people who are, somewhat like quiet reserved only speak when spoken to yeah like i'm kind of jealous of them because people just love those type of people it's like you don't say anything to anyone and then after a while everyone will be done talking and they'll be like what about you man you're awesome dude exactly (laughs) well that's like uh that's like a military type deal like jocko i don't know if you know who jocko willink is but like he always talks about be the last one to talk like never never 
put your idea out first, take everything in. That's the other thing. You get everyone's input. You get to weigh in where everyone's at and then you right. get your piece. Um, but damn that good for that guy. You, you love to see a, a new dog coming in and, uh, pissing, pissing everywhere, marking his territory. Uh, no, honestly, <laughs> are you familiar with the story of Jocko breaking some guy's back doing jujitsu? Uh, yeah. Like a comedian or something like that. No, I think it was, a was a bow hunter. Uh, I yeah. forget. Uh, shit. Yeah. I crazy. From what I remember, he's about to get tapped out and then he just pulled some Superman strength shit and broke this guy's back. Um, I was like, I was like, this story checks out so much. Exactly. Jocko is totally the guy that's not going to tap. He's got fucking the- sausage hands. I mean, I, everything about that guy is just like exudes he's masculinity. Got, he's got hand frames built into his neck. <laughs> exactly. You're not choking that. Um, have you seen the iron neck? Speaking of necks, have you seen one of those? Taquito spikes or no, it's like a, it's like a halo that goes on your head and you like move your head for, uh, like neck exercises. I've been using oh. it. It's like so crucial for jujitsu and like not Whoa. even for like getting stuff out for just like not getting that sore neck after getting choked all class and shit like that. It's pretty and nice. It strengthens, right? It strengthens big time. Yeah. I mean, can't you tell? I mean, no, that, that should be that. like football prep, you know, yeah, especially for youngsters. And that's what they're like saying. JV guys. For CTE yeah. and stuff like that, it would be a huge help. Uh, Rogan's pushing it a bunch. I mean, obviously that's why oh. I had to hop on, hop on board, but, uh, full steam's ahead. Exactly. No, they're, yeah. they're super sick though. Um, Joe Hogan. Joe Hogan. <laughs> uh, speaking of, how's, how's Jits been going? I saw you got the first gi. Let's go. We love that. Oh, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm all the way in it at this point. I was super sore after the first week. I kind of went yeah. in. I was sore, but I went anyway. And then I got even more sore. But I could already feel myself getting in a little bit better shape. But um, no, nah, man, it's been good. It's been good. But at the same time, it's like, dude, when am I going to be able to learn all these moves? Like, you do a class, you drill one, two moves the class. And right. Then they accumulate, kind of... though. It's crazy. And it's like, uh, I also find myself, like, going to classes for that reason. I'm like, all right. And it's like, because you usually work on stuff. I don't know about your school, but, like, for a week at a time, right? You're, you're drilling, like, the not variations, but, like, you're drilling something that relates to the last move you just drilled and stuff like that. And so it's like. Yeah, you want to keep showing up just in case they do show that that next move and shit like that. Um, yeah, but I totally feel. Yeah, you. we were working on butterfly guard. Nice, getting the elbows and then pretty much how to escape that. You know. Yeah, bringing hips forward, bringing it over, stepping back. Oh, you know God, what I mean? it's so sick. Wh- whipping the knee around, putting the knee on the fucking chest. Damn, and I, do you like the gi? I mean, uh, not that you have any point of reference uh, other than that, but, like, you, you enjoy fucking... I've done more gi than non-gi right. classes. So, at this point, yeah, I kind of I think I like the gi. Yeah. It definitely fucks you, though. At some points, it pisses me off, you know? <laughs> for example, like, if you're in someone's guard and they just grip your collar and it's just like, all right. We're staying here for as long as they want. My back hurts. Like, <laughs> Yeah, please stop. Um that's sick, though. Let's see. I was going to ask you something else. Oh, uh, it's starting to click, though. Oh, go ahead. I was no, going to say it's no, starting to on. click. Like, you're in a guard. You know, now I'm, from before, I was, you know, still playing up top. But it's like, no, let's go to the knees. One thing at a time. Yeah. One thing at a time. Here. One thing go. at a time. Here. So just picking up little things. Dude, hell yes. That's, I honestly, I still find myself not like, I'm obviously still white, but, but like, I'll find myself like 
reverting back to like the classes I took like month one, like all like I'm in a bad spot and like can't get out. And I'm like, okay, fuck. I, I know I have this in the arsenal somewhere and like just going yeah. step by step and just like getting out of it. It's crazy. It's so fun. Yeah. And there's one guy, Fabiano. I think I may have even told, I did, t- I did talk about the same guy, but he's my guy. When I see him, it's always like, what's yeah. up? And we roll together. And he was, you know, like, he'll show me, like, he'll have me in fucking, what, like, mount or side control or whatever, and mm-hmm. he'll just show me, you know, and get the elbow in there, that type of thing, right. you know? Is that the brown like, he'll belt? Just be like, this is how you do it. He's like a brown belt, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, damn. He's a dad. Dude, dad's, dad's doing jujitsu sick. Those guys get after it because they got, I hate to say nothing else, but that's their, their exit out of the house, and they're just like, let's go. That's his vibe completely. He's like, yep. I'm just here for that's the only afternoons. It's the only one I can make it to, and I'm here pretty much every day. Damn, so, it was yeah. you're going afternoons. I'm doing uh, no, I'm doing evenings. Oh, I meant oh, evenings, six p.m. Oh, yeah, um, I did do one. Af- I do the afternoons on Friday sometimes because I work from home. So I did it once. That was sick. That is sick. Open um, mat. Yeah, how are they? How have the open mats been? Rolling with a lot of different guys and shit. Dude, it was like all like legit belts in there. I think I was like one of the two white belts that showed up. When I showed up, I almost wanted to ask, like, is there a belt requirement for this role? Like, yeah, what's going on here? You know, some places but, uh, do have that, but uh, I'm good on you for no, showing up. Keep showing up, dude. I, I got my strategy though. You know, I, I I watch the guys, and when they go after another good guy, they they're in an absolute battle. <laughs> as soon as they're done with that one, and they're looking for a rest, yes. say. As a give me a roll. <laughs> oh shit! I love that. Already picking up on the tricks of the trade, going after the fucking guys that just battled. Uh, that's so good. Yeah, I've uh, definitely been guilty of that once or twice. Especially a guy that's like got your number and stuff like that. I'm like, oh yeah, you just went with the the coach. Uh, please, this one. <laughs> uh, I'm the hotline bling, dude. Everyone's got my fucking number. Oh, hey, that'll hey that'll change eventually. That'll change. Um, <laughs> A little knee escape, bah, bah, some shrimps. Um, any subs yet? That's what I was going to ask. Um, no, no subs yet. I haven't rolled with a white belt. So. Oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Or actually, I rolled with one white belt, but he was like a more advanced white belt, I think. But I didn't choke him out, but I dominated him. Let's go. We love that. Hey, position over submission. That's the golden rule. That's what I'm saying. And I got that Fabiano guy in the little side control. Mm-hmm. Didn't move. That's perfect. I'm staying right here, buddy. He's like, what are you going to do now? I was like, what are you going to do now? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You make the first move. This is ain't on me. This is on you now. Um, High-level problem solving. That's It's so fun. It's a mental exercise as much as it is a fucking physical one, honestly. Sometimes I like exhausted mentally walking out. Yeah, and the, the the professor's talking about it's like climbing, you know, with the feet, the hands, you know, they all work together. That's you sick. Know? Um, I think Dean He's listed. Sick. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, those guys, the jujitsu fucking, <laughs> I don't even want to call sick. it a lifestyle, but like it's kind of culty, but like the people in jujitsu are the best. It's like. No, he. He's the best because he teach, he's teaching something really simple, right? Like just having your guard and rotating while the other person moves or something like that. But then he'll also just be like, from here you go here and here. And he's like wrapping his legs around. He's yeah. like all these different. And here, now I'm a blah, blah, blah. 
a lot of things you could do here. I heard that. A lot, yeah, a lot of things you could do here. I don't know any of the submissions. That's my problem too. I haven't learned a single one. So that's fine. I, dude, that all. I, I, I need one in my bag though. Like I need a Kimura or something. Dude, you would be money with the Kimura because it's it's kind of not like a power move, but like like it. If you have strength it's, over someone, you can definitely Kimura them, or at least get the, the arm. arm exactly. At least get the arms like away and then you can set other shit up um yeah but yeah no it'll it'll all come i'm sure i mean fuck you're an athlete it'll click and you'll fucking beat be beating asses soon now speaking of athletes uh-huh. and it's not directly correlated i mean yeah it's not directly correlated <laughs> but i've been wa- i've been listening to this pod uh-huh. and there's this guy who went and lived at it's on the lex friedman pod but this guy went and lived in the amazon mm. in the jungle with like the two most jungle master guys, whatever, whatever. But the podcast alone, eye opening. I could only imagine what it's like to go out there past the roads, past the hospitals, dude, past the helicopters. It's crazy. Past the past the WalMarts. Um. Yeah. I mean, I there's there's nothing out there. There's just like closest help is like so a much five hour helicopter. There. Exactly. Exactly. There's nothing. But you're there's literally so much. surrounded by millions um, of heartbeats, and you just have to live and accept that that's all around you. This guy is nuts. But the way he spoke about it is like understanding primal life almost. You know. Yeah. Um. Did he talk about at all like when it's nighttime there, how loud everything is? He's like, it like people say like it's louder at night than it is during the day because of like all the critters and shit coming out. Like you can hear everything walking and stuff like that. Like, oh, I don't know if it oh, would be dude, for me, but the dude wrote a poem. The dude wrote a poem. He said the night was filled with frogs and and mosquitoes <laughs> or some shit like that. Um, I don't know. Shit was dope. Well, I I listened. I. I'm trying to say listen now instead of read, but uh, Zen Life. Um, I listened to a book about Teddy Roosevelt going down the Amazon River. Um, yeah. I think uh, might have been. First president to ever leave the United States during the really? office. Oh, yep. shit. But his, yeah, his, like, book is crazy. Like, they go down, like, different little, like, inlets of the river that, like, they didn't know existed. I forget the main one they were in. But, like, at one point, he gets so sick, they think he's going to fucking die and stuff, and it's like, holy shit. Um, and do you know about, like, how Roosevelt even became, like, Roosevelt in terms of, like, his grandparents or something like that? Um, so, remind apparently, me. like, so apparently, same with the Kennedys, they come from, like, bootleggers. Oh, like, yeah, I knew the Kennedy event, one. Something like that, to where they were bootleggers, and then they put their grandchildren or kids in position to, like, you know, be diplomats. Exactly. Take the power back and uh, make them not, not have to be bootleggers. The Kennedy one's crazy, dude. I mean, there's so many connections in that family. The mob, dude. I, exactly. The mob, the CIA, there's so many different things. Craziest thing I saw about the JFK assassination, mm-hmm. the black umbrella. I don't know if I saw it. Was that an Oliver Stone's documentary? I don't know. Well, it's in all the footage. Oh, yeah. But I, there's one black umbrella. It's like a sunny day. It's like whatever, you know. But there's just one right at the point where the shot happens or whatever. Very much so, like. Could have been, like, blocking. Uh, indicator. Indicator. Just an indicator. Like, this is where. You know, oh, I see. Like, open it up and, like, this is when they're coming. Or, dude, and, like, could you imagine the shit they had? I mean, have now. But back then. <clears throat> 
there was all those weird inventions. Like they were trying to blow up uh, Fidel with cigars and shit like that. I'm sure they had some well, fucking something. You know what I mean? And then there was there was some like revolutionary in Latin America. Forgive me for not remembering what it was, but he like made a book, like published a book about how to create bombs, like with your own house materials and shit like that. God. And it's like it was like a very uh, like hot button free speech debate. You right. Know? Yeah. Is that the like, the like, man or the what is it the something cookbook the anarchist cookbook or something like that? I think that's maybe where I heard about it. Mm. There's this guy Mike Mike Malice I think. He's oh, like Michael Malice the the white pill the black pill actually my bad the white pill yeah, yeah no, no the white pill the both his new book is I think or is the red pill I forget he's fucking he's the best though he's an anarchist. Yeah, he's an anarchist, yeah. which definitely he he's someone that. I feel like is very well researched. Oh yeah. Like whenever he talks, like he's someone that reads it for himself is kind of what I meant to say, you know, yeah. like he's one of those people that you, he's read it, he, the original documents and formed his own opinion. He's not just going off of whatever. And which is why he can argue it so well is because he's read everything too on top of that. So it's his one, he's formulating his own opinion on it. And two, he's read everything about it and refuting it. So he, he can argue it better than anyone and, I've ever heard. And it's a great indicator because when you look at like he'll have all these kind of stances that fall on different ends of the political spectrum. So if you saw one clip of him, you would think he's like, yeah. I don't know, like a right winger, exactly. all right guy. And then you see another clip, you'd be like, oh, he's a, you right. know what I mean? Trying it's to abolish police, you'd see it be yeah. far yeah. left, and then he's like a free speech absolutist. So it's like far, yeah. far right. So it's like it's both, and it's. I don't know. And I feel like we need more, more of that because I feel like everyone kind of feels that way. Obviously, he's like to uh like a exaggerated extent right. he's a leader yeah but uh i feel like there's more people that feel both on both sides than they do just one way or the other i mean that's fucking crazy right but i never really took anarchism seriously yeah. until i heard him talk honestly i was always like yeah like cool story bro like it never worked like like yeah, yeah like what like we're just gonna be riding around but then you think about a lot of shit like for example, I don't know, like, like healthcare or some shit or fucking, there's a better example, like fucking Jamba Juice. I don't know. It's like, it, it, or like our relationship is how he described it. You know, like we have an anarchist relationship, you know, there's no, no ruling here. I could leave if I want to, exactly. you can kick me off because it's your podcast if you want to. Right. You know, and right. it's it's kind of like the example. If there was just me, you and someone else on the island, like there was we wouldn't have to establish a set of rules. Right. We would just live as right. humans. We would try and help each other out as much as possible. Unless one person gets crazy, which is kind yeah. of where we're at. But I think that's the point that clicked for me is anarchism doesn't mean no rules. Yeah. Well, it that's what means, I mean. It's exactly. It's just you could have your city rules. You could have rules right. for your home. We could have rules for the workplace, you know, that aren't enforced by this "quote unquote" illegitimate state that and, Michael Malice talks about. And it, those people are literally just people. That's the craziest part. They were they're just people too. And now I don't know. I the whole thing is fucking crazy to me. Jim, I don't want to lose this thought. A no. good draft that we should do. Uh huh. Conspiracy theory draft. Oh wow, I like that. I mean, I don't know how I, we might even have to do it today. I mean. <laughs> that's just glorious what's your so I was <laughs> go on what, go on go on yeah so, well uh, i was talking to my my aunt miriam yeah you know and Classic. i was like miriam, like 
Like, are there any conspiracies that you believe in? I was like, you know, like, you heard a lot of them. I don't remember what she said. And wait, her son's the one that worked at NASA, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, okay. It's the, and then her other Alex and the Sam. other one yeah. is in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talented Locked up on the onto us for fucking outside lands. And he's like, I'll meet you guys at the falaf or at the crepe shop, the, or whatever it was. And he shows up peace. walking yeah. out of Golden Gate Park with a fucking set of golf clubs, just looking like he walked out in 1970. A classic, dude. And I go, that's my cousin. I go, that's him. Like, no, nah. no, nah. I literally like, thought literally you were fucking with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm serious. And he was like, Come "What's on. up?" And I was like, "Oh my Christ, this is definitely <laughs> your cousin. This makes so much sense." Sorry, sidetrack. Uh, Aunt Miram. Sidetrack. Uh, I don't know if you had any. Uh, her one was that there's like a conspiracy against Jews. I guess that mm. you know, like people, you know, I don't know. Whatever. I feel that like one. that's not really a conspiracy. Unfortunately, I feel like yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. To an extent, been uh, no, yeah. She was talking about like the, like the media like and the stuff. Tro- Sorry to make it off. No, no, no. Yeah, she was talking about like the the tropes and shit like that, and yeah. just shit like that. You know, it's like I don't know if that's really conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. I see it both ways. Um, what what's but, one that you uh, have sunk your teeth into? You don't have to believe it, but just one that that gnaws at you. All right, so there's one that I feel like is fairly obvious kind of in the Miram department mm-hmm. and that there's a conspiracy to kind of keep down black people in this country, has been for a long time, never went away. Uh-huh. Powerful people work together to make that happen. That's kind of like my truest one, I guess, Or, but whatever. The other one kind of related, and this one's like more far out there. I wouldn't die on this hill, but it is kind of what I believe that, you know, for the most part, like, Black people weren't taken to this country on ships for the most part, although it happened. I think huh. that they, I think that they sailed here, you know, on canoes, oh, used wow. the current of the ocean, and we're here first, right? When Columbus comes to the islands in the in the Caribbeans, what what does he say he finds? Black people, right? Huh? Yeah. I mean, I I don't I I've not looked into this one at all, so I'm I'm going yeah. off your word, but. Take, Right. If you look at the currents of the ocean, yeah, it all goes west, right off the western coast of Africa. If you just take you're a just boat and you the go, natural, exactly. you're gonna hit Central America. Huh. There's no two doubts about it. You're hidden somewhere, right? Yeah. You think they're not taking that walk? <sighs> they're taking that walk, right? Especially if it's like hot as shit down there or something like that. There's a lot of reasons. I'm just saying, just you find go. new land and you're going right. Yeah, and so. That's what Columbus saw when he first reached America. And so what do you do if you find someone or if you, you know, whatever, enemies, whatever, you take them as prisoners of war. Yeah. Right. So when he comes to the southern part of America, I believe there's a huge population of Africans already living there Hmm. that get taken as prisoners of war. And what do you do with prisoners of war? You enslave them. Yeah. Um, that's, that's my conspiracy. That's pretty crazy though. I've never, I've never even heard that one. Um, native in the North. So few of them, we exterminate Africans in the South. So many of them free labor. I mean, that does, that part does make sense for sure. Um, now, I'm I'm trying to think. Could... Now let me let me. Can I go further on this? Yeah, please. And I don't want to claim this all as like my original thought. No, or no, anything, no, Just things I've come across, right? Yeah. But let me take this a step further. So, 
the, the enslavement was a business, right? What type of business model would you be running to send ships across the world when half of the quote unquote product kitchen? Ooh, I, I lost right? you there for, I lost your picture. Sorry, I got a call. I oh, got to, oh, let, let me get it back. Um, no, right? so yeah, you're, I got you. Right? In this situation, right? If you're taking this trip, a lot of manpower, a lot of money going into this and half, maybe less than half of the people that you're going to get are making it back. It's just not a sound business decision. Now, why would you go elsewhere to to get them if they're already there? Do you think now I, I have no idea. Do you think that they were just being like, uh, like they weren't going and getting them themselves. Like it was like just a business transaction that was happening. Like they were being brought here. I, I mean, if I'm saying, if your theory is not correct, right? Like they're being brought here in this business model. And then it's just like, right. they're here might as well buy them. Like, is that, is that well, a possibility? Like people well, in Africa are, are selling them themselves to like the shipping company, the shipping company's bringing them and then making the profits that way. I, I have no fucking idea how any right. that would be the story we're, we're told, right? That would be, I guess, but that would right? make more financial sense for the owners in America than as opposed to trying to like go out, like go and like send someone out to get them themselves in Africa. I see does what that, you're saying. Does that make sense? It does make sense. But either way, but you're paying it, for the shipping. Regardless. Exactly. Either yeah, way, you're paying. Exactly. It's built into the cost. <laughs> yes, 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 All right. yes. You're paying for the yeah, shipping guess, either way. Yeah. So I think it would just not be a good business model. I don't think it would make sense. And I don't think that, that that's how that happened. Definitely so not. That, but what's the business cost that you're recouping for the free labor over time? I mean, does it make it worth it then? Uh, that's a really good counter argument. Maybe. Probably. You're probably definitely right about that for sure. Nah, so know. maybe it was worth it. You know? Shit. But still, America definitely wouldn't have happened without the free labor. So. Oh, and that's crazy. That's that's like heroes in my eyes. This, yeah, definitely. And like that's that's all of history. There's been slave. That's the craziest part. Like it's right. go go wherever you want. Like at some point, someone had. Right. I mean, they had. Slaves. But we're getting deep on it here. But mm-hmm. I do think it's worth mentioning that like racial slavery, right, would Definitely. be an American invention, right, for based sure, off the sure. category of race, yeah. and it, chattel slavery, what they call it, mm-hmm. unique to America. So just, you know, worth noting, but no, definitely. we're definitely deep in it. Another conspiracy theory that I believe in, <laughs> and that, so I, when I'm talking to Mir, I'm bringing it back to Mir, right. I'm saying, you know, so the moon landing, I think they went, but I think that they were ready to fake it if they didn't. Right. And, and that's my official stance. There's and pictures. She, she, that she have, agreed. Yeah. There's pictures that have been released that like you can see them suspended and shit. Like, but I, I agree on that one. I completely yeah. same thing. And then this is probably the one that maybe feel strongest about besides my original one. Mm-hmm. 9-11, you know, Ooh. more than more than something yeah, inside job. Oh, man. Inside job, flat out. And now, uh, so so the so so the one that really did it for me. So there's Tower Seven, obviously. Right. Looks like a controlled demo. Remote, yeah, controlled demo. The it whole looks thing like looks like it, a controlled demo. Yes. Yeah. Respectfully, 
respectfully. The whole thing looked like a demo, but I'll believe the other stuff. But then you find out that the part of the Pentagon that got crashed into was where they were holding <laughs> all the, the military budgets that were being investigated. Dude, so the day before, uh, God, what's his name? Fuck, I can't remember. But they released a report saying we we can't find $3 billion or $1.3 billion in the budget. And then the next day, I mean, that story becomes irrelevant just with that. But to yeah. your point, they hit right where all that money was. Literally crazy literally crazy shit and then and then i think it was you know obviously like kind of like a partnership right is who got blamed for this osama yeah right was it uh was there another one who's the other one there's osama there's uh god damn it uh i think it was osama who are they saying uh saddam Saddam Hussein. But they were going after him for weapons of mass destruction wmds i think that was different he was violating uh, our nuclear it, deals. I don't know. Irrelevant. The exchange here is that whoever it was gets his claim to his following that he took down America. That image lasts forever, right? Right. And then America gets the excuse to go take over the Middle East. Yeah. And what's in the Middle East? Uh, oil and poppy. I mean, and that's what did we have right right then? We had a huge opium boom. And it's like, I don't know if we were getting it from there, but oh, well, shit yeah. is uh, got to be somewhat connected. Yeah, that one is uh, there's something more that we're, we're not going to find out in our lifetimes. You know what I mean? But I feel like eventually it'll all come out and something uh, something will yeah. be said. But uh Speaking of nine eleven, get can't can't mention it without mentioning the Lost Gaddis legend who uh gave it the let's roll and tried to fight the guys. He's the one that I think he was on the flight that took it took the flight down in Pennsylvania or whatever, but uh Lost Gaddis. Oh, he tried to stop it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like banding people up. But it's like, how do they know that? You know what I mean? I, I hate to say it. <laughs> well, I feel like where there's smoke, there's fire. Right. Pardon right, me. I'm right, just right. gonna get a little water here. But no, you're good. Where there's smoke, um, there's fire. I think that the story was told. Exactly. And if he's from Los Gatos, even better. Even sicker. Um, yeah, I I don't know. The the JFK one is probably uh God, look at that view. Holy smokes. You love to see it. That's what you're waking up to. Life is good. Got the purple cup. Nah, the JFK one, um, it just has so many inconsistencies. Like the the magic bullet, three people were shot. The the bullet shows up on the gurney completely intact. It's just there's so many things wrong with it. Um, Yeah. I think that was the mob. uh, Dude, have you read the book Chaos by uh, Tom O'Neill? So he goes into Mm -hmm. like uh, Manson's ties with the CIA and all this. Right. So the guy that supposedly was helping Manson uh, take C or take LSD and like trained him how to use it and like mind control. Manipulate. People. Exactly. Yeah. So the guy that showed Manson how to do that shows up at uh, the, the jail of the guy that shoots JFK. And all of a sudden the guy goes fucking bazonker after goes crazy after this doctor, Jolly West is his name. After Jolly West leaves him, he goes and is like, thinks he's in a different realm. He's screaming. And this, none of this was going on before the doctor was there. And so it's like, did, did they give him LSD, a little mind control and then make him go crazy? And it's like, I don't know. The whole thing is fucking so sketch. Um, 
so sketch. But I love conspiracies. I love Tenth Planet because this is before class. This is the kind of shit. It's like so cliche, but like, like <laughs> the culture <laughs> exactly. And it's not even like like big conspiracies, but like everyone just questions everything. That's what I love. Yeah, it's like yeah. there's there's Birds something exact. Nah, dude, uh... that one's crazy. <laughs> Have you seen them making drones out of birds? I did. It's, it, it's making the birds aren't real people look real good. The truth always comes out eventually. Oh my God. This is just bullshit. I, you hate to see it actually. You just hate to see it. Um, what is the deal with birds aren't real? You want to give us a little, little rundown on that? I've never understood. Well, that. I mean, they were real, right? <laughs> Until the seventies when the CIA in cooperation with the United States government did a bird genocide. Oh, killed all the birds and then replace them with bird drones, and now they charge on light poles. I knew that. Or whatever. <laughs> the, the, the power yeah. lines. I, I knew that one. Hey, don't take my word for it. Just look around when you're outside. You know what I mean? Now. Just just look around. I've gone duck you know hunting. I mean? I've I've shot. Look I've around. Sh- shot some birds in my life. Um, yeah. The hunting birds? No, 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 no. Uh, city birds uh, illegally with pellet guns and... Uh, Let's just say they seem seem pretty real then when uh their misery was getting put out. No decoys, decoys. No, no, no. Wow. they call them city birds for a reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ones that you're able to shoot, right? The, they want you to way. shoot them. I get it. That makes so much sense. Put it this way, yeah. If you could shoot them, they're birds. <laughs> Ex- yeah. they're, they're real. Wow, that uh, that clears that up. Um, well, let's uh, let's move on from conspiracies. Although I do love them. Um, I just wanted to mention Joe Thoreau fighting this weekend. Um, buy your tickets. It's at the, uh, what is it? Santa Clara Convention Center. It's actually a six. There it goes. Ooh, checking. Oh, oh, oh. Um, it's a six setup. He's like, I don't know. It's like an all day thing, but they have like wrestling, gymnastics, like everything mad event that you can think of they have. And then, uh, his fight is like one of the last ones. So pretty sick. Um, but yeah, Joe throw fighting this week and go if you can Saturday, um, legend Mom. two fight, two fight win streak. Um, I Shout guess out dark horse, dark horse, Jim legend, Nick Bowersfield, all of them. Um, but yeah, Getting go them right. Shout out to all his sparring partners. Love that. Go if you can support the boy. He's, uh, he's on a roll here. See if he can defend the belt. Um, next I want to talk about little NBA playoffs. You've been, uh, You've been watching. I I'll start yeah. off by saying Bucks and Nuggets were your uh, two two teams out of the East and the West. How are you feeling about those? Not worried. Not hedging. No. Not moving my not moving my chips around. Nice. Yeah. Let's play it out. Wait till Giannis comes back. He'll be fine. And he's the best player by far. They're that. gonna they're gonna run through the East. Light work. Celtics might give him a little something. I don't know. Bob Williams isn't healthy. Robert Williams, whatever you want to call him. I think he's their best player, to be honest. Yeah. When he's right, he's so fucking nasty and athletic. Pause. But, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I think I, I feel good about the Bucks, even though they're the ones that lost. And the Nuggets look great. Yeah, the Nuggets look arguably better than the Bucks right now. Now, Giannis, yep. they said a back contusion. So what's just a bruise? Shake it off. Yeah. Oh, I so, hope. Rub some dirt on an injury. He's he's one of those guys though. I it scares me when they start. Do you question hurt. his toughness? A little bit for sure, but I think at, I mean, 
how could you not? If it's just a contusion, it, it, which means bruise, he'll be that's back. a fancy word he'll be for back. bruise. He'll, he'll be putting up 40, 12, and 8 the next time he plays. All right. I mean, I hope. Right. I, I I sure hope. No, Maybe I, 38. I, I like Giannis, though. But guys that size, when they start getting hurt, it's like you just yeah. start getting worried. Um. But then I wanted to really ask about Draymond. What did you think of, I guess, first, the Warriors going down 0-2 and uh, second uh, of Draymond's antics last night? Well, the Kings are the greatest offense in NBA history on points per 100 possessions. Mm. So something to be said for that. For sure. The whole time watching the Warriors, all I'm thinking is that they don't have an identity. They don't. If they play fast with Sacramento, they're not going to be able to get it done. And if they play slow, it just doesn't feel like Warriors basketball. Right, and they so don't have kind a of big to play slow, really. I mean, they're going to get dominated yeah. slow. And yeah, Looney, like, I love Looney. Like, Looney's great. He's not really going to fuck it up for you. He led the league in offensive rebounds this year, right. which is a huge accomplishment. Like, he battles, but, like, he's Looney. But you know, the Warriors a real are, big yeah. man, he's going to struggle. I mean, that's just Well, that's what I'm saying. And Draymond in his prime, that's what made him awesome, is that he could guard the big, and then you could actually play small without giving up too much. But at this point, he doesn't give you it on either end. Yeah. So Good point. And then on the – first of all, I loved it because Same. before he stepped on him, there was another exchange, very Rodman, Carl Malone-esque. Mm, where was that? On the same, on the same side of – like on the – Sacramento's defensive side of the floor when when Draymond's kind of getting they get tangled up and they get up and then they fall again they're like tangled up shit like that love it just there was no there was that and then Draymond hit him with uh oh after he scored a bucket yeah and he like backed into him and like hit him in the hip and knocked him real good and Sabonis was pissed Sabonis kind of a bitch yeah no 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 I do and then he stepped on him now, let's be honest. If Sabonis never grabbed his foot, would it never happen? Sabonis never gets stepped on. Exactly. Period. Do is it acceptable once your foot is on top of someone to then press, you know, Dude, lift your other foot and put all your weight on it? It looks like, it's looks so much no, he didn't put all of his weight on him. It it looks so it. much worse in slow motion. No, it's like one of those things you do where you like are putting your foot yeah. on like a it's take it from a guy that's kicked people and stepped on people in a basketball game. He didn't put all of his weight on them. There's no all way right. there. There's no way he would be so much. He would be hurting so much more. I think it was a good call to not suspend him. I think he yeah. deserved the tech. I'll say that for sure. I, I mean, I completely agree. Or with maybe, that. Was it a double tech? A double tech. A double he tech. got a, a flagrant two. Um, okay. I think that's an auto ejection. Cause it was un- like, unnecessary and it i forget the other word they use um but so i i agree with it but like you said sabonis should have got i mean he did yeah, but yeah. it was like he got what he had coming he, he you know what i mean exactly play stupid games get win stupid prizes but i i think the the bigger issue was draymond after that going at the fans and like yelling shit it just looked like a fucking dipshit dude Absolutely. The Draymond shit just is way sicker when you're up in the series and you're fucking the the actual Warriors. Yeah. Not this sad chump of fucking players. But, but yeah, um, I think Kings take care of it in five, six, max. Ooh. I think five. I, like I think that. they steal, I think they steal one on the road and take care of business. 
Back in Sacramento. Yeah, the Warriors have been good at home all year, though. That's, that's the thing. The, the road's yeah. always been their issue. So I, I could that see true. taking two and then maybe squeak. I could see it, honestly, either way. But I could. If, if the Warriors win these two at home, then right. a little bit of momentum at that point, you kind of got to get worried. But I see the Kings pulling it out objectively. You know, would love to see the Dubs go do their thing, but yeah, I just I got Kings light the beam, baby. Kings beam. fans are so brutal because, like, uh, they're like Warriors <laughs> fans in, like, after like when they were on their way to win their first championship in forever. Like, yeah, I just can't stand it. They're, they're the worst. I I don't know. I would love first to see time them. in a decade anyone from Sacramento is claiming they're yeah uh, not from the Bay, not claiming they're from the Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. some bullshit. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The they're they are sick though. That's that's the issue. It's uh, if they weren't playing the Warriors, I'd definitely be rooting for them. Not that I'm rooting against them. I don't really give a fuck. But uh, right. Yeah. No, the Kings. Kings are dope. Um, what else have I seen in the playoffs? How about Russ? What do you think of the whole getting fans ejected and uh, interacting with fans? I mean, is part of the game I mean, just kind of taking your lumps? I mean, I get when there's racist stuff and it's like over the right. top, but that guy he's got in the face with with the kid, he called him Westbrook. Yeah. No, we've, we've talked about this. It's always rest, Westbrook. Yeah. It and seems Kyrie. to always be Westbrook. Those you two. know, it's like, yeah. And then, like, for example, DeMar DeRozan's kid who was screaming – and they were saying, oh, get her in line, get her in control. How about you make a free throw? Yeah, I 100% Last agree. time I checked, fans are supposed to scream when you shoot free throws. Exactly. That's so she's, she's extraordinary at it, and we're now going to change the rules because DeMar DeRozan's child is the best fan of all time. Like, Yeah, so sick of a daughter to do, though. But like, how yeah. ridiculous of her getting threats to the point where they can't have her in the stadium. Like, they had a – Like, it's so dumb. Um, but she's a legend. Oh, my God. I saw a thing. Their shooting percentage had never been like that bad at home or something like that in the playoffs. I was like, God, that's awesome. What else do you want? I mean, that's yeah. a ride or die. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can't um, stand but, the fans getting getting ejected. Yeah. And Russell Westbrook, I mean, I don't think he's been a good player for like four or five years. Yeah. I mean, like, he's never when, really when won. When his good game, he went like what? Like four for 19 from the field? Like his stat line was not <laughs> right, great. And it's like, oh, the rest of Westbrook. On. Like if that, if I could tell you the next game, you get the exact same stat line out of Russ. Like, are you taking it? Like, I don't know. That might be a recipe for disaster. I, like, I would say I so. Know. He's so inconsistent. I, just... I remember even, even like at the end, tail end of his prime, like people were, comparing him to the top point guards like people would legit look you in the face and be like yeah i'd rather have him than chris paul i'd rather have him than fucking some of these guys i'm like what are you talking about are we watching the same game yeah and like, he's he is chris paul yeah the level of control that guy has over every player on the court chris paul he's got more control yeah. over his teammates than russell Westbrook has over himself <laughs> that's a great way For of putting real. it honestly yeah that's a great way of putting it um, Chris Paul's a legend. I go in waves of liking and hating Chris Paul. It's so crazy because yeah. he's such a bitch sometimes, but then you see what he does. Such a winner. And, yeah, it pisses extent. me off that his reputation is now, oh, can't win the big one, or like, you know, like not a winner. Great player, not a winner. Couldn't be further from the truth. James Harden, yeah. Well, and Westbrook, same thing. Just this can't win. Yeah. 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 I go winner, hierarchy, tears. Chris Paul. Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Russell Westbrook Ooh. has like the winner's mentality. 
He's just not an efficient basketball player. See, but I think James Harden is the opposite in the fact that he has the basketball and but yes. he has the winner mentality in the sense that he wants it the easy way and he wants to get traded to a team to do it. Right? Westbrook's doing it night to night, you know what I mean? And like I feel like yeah. Harden's trying Effort-wise. to do it season to season. Yeah, exactly. You never question Russell Westbrook's effort, and that's why I think he's awesome. And kids kind of look up to him because he's not the best, and he had this career yeah. of and it's really sure effort and just obviously specimism. That is a good point. Just fucking putting your ass out there. Um, love that. Now, last week I was told to ask you about um, your poker comeback, the the poker comeback king. I don't know if you want to still go into that and your Vegas betting strategies. I don't know what needs to be told too much about the comeback kid. I don't know if I spoke about it at all, but you know, we do the work, the guys from work and the guys that used to work at work with us who got fired. Oh, it's a quit. work thing. Yeah. It's like oh, work guys, nice. like the guys, though, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. all the boys, you know, right. um, and some guys that used to work with us, like we were devs together and then now they're elsewhere, but we could still like talk about work around them and right. they know the characters, you know, they know the names and shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, every single time I've, we play twenty dollars uh, uh, to start or whatever. I lose my twenty. I buy in another twenty. I lose that twenty. So I always buy back in like twice, three times. Right. But I always come. At, I always seem to get hot at the very end. Like when people are kind of like, <laughs> I'd be starting pissed. to be like, yeah, it's starting to be like, oh, most of the round has happened, so people have an idea of how their night's ending or whatever. Right. But they're still playing, you know. And I feel and like, and then I'll just. At, like yeah. when it gets to like a little bit later, it's harder to buy in because chicks are, or chips are stacking up in other people's favor. So it's like a $20 buy-in doesn't get you fucking shit anymore. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I've taken some of my guys deep. I'm uh, I'm what they call an erratic player, you know? <laughs> like maybe it. it's like no one knows what I'm doing because I don't know what I'm doing. Kind of like the old like penalty kick strategy. I love that. That's I feel like that's the best way to do it. And it's like, because yeah. then you can show emotion too. It doesn't matter because you still have. I'm no, just playing. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm not playing p- perfect poker here. I'm just playing poker. And then people can't read you. I, I love that. Yeah. I was actually I've been getting into poker videos, but go on. Yeah. No, you'll go deep with something and you have nothing. And then you show them your cards and be like, why'd you do that? And I'll be like, I don't know. Shit. Thought it, I don't know. I didn't, thought you might have folded. I, you had, I didn't know you had shit. Shit. If I knew I would have folded my boy. Um, but, but then, yeah. So then when you go all in later, then guys are like, I don't think he has anything. I think this guy's a fucking chump. And you're like, thank you. Take the pot. Thank you. Um, but I love poker. I've been getting into the poker videos as well. That's so all fun. Instagram and yeah. YouTube shorts show me. Yeah. I'm no good at poker. I always feel like I'm about to get fleeced. Anytime anybody asks me to play poker, I'm like, that's that's a I'm red flag. Fifth, yeah. I, I got to be the one to, to initiate the poker ask. This is not going to go good. Yeah. No, it's I love poker, man. Definitely a newfound, like, pretty much lifelong hobby. I'm definitely going to want to have like, just how I have a hoop run at any stage of my life. Like I want to have my poker run for sure. Yeah. And it's nice. It's a good way to, to shoot the shit. It's something to do. Your while golf run. Shit. Yeah. hundred um, percent. By the way, coming home at the last weekend of uh, April. Ooh, let's get around it. I'm down. That's what I'm saying. That Sunday would be money. Let's go. Uh, I don't know what the last weekend is. We'll figure it out. But yeah, I'm definitely down. Yeah. To play. Um, well, so I Vegas. Guess, what? You want to hear my Vegas? Strategy? Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Vegas strategy. All right. right. So you're going to Vegas for the weekend, right? 
you don't want to really go down the rabbit hole of betting. You don't know how much you're going to bet or if you want to spend time gambling or not gambling. Mm -hmm. Right. And so my strategy is, you know, first thing you do, you take the exact amount of money that you're down to lose that weekend, not a dollar more, not a dollar less, whatever you'd be okay with losing that weekend. You take it, you put it on roulette, black, red. I think you get the greens as well. You get black and green, I think is what I'm thinking. And then you put it all there. If you win, it's a betting weekend. If you lose, do other shit. Yeah. I mean, that. I guess that is a thing. There's tons of shit to do in Vegas. It's not like you're going to be be there without anything to do. Now, if you do win, are you taking that half and pocketing your original? Or are you... That's interesting. And I think, it it's, I think I probably should do that. That'd be a good idea. But then again, also... Don't have to. I'm down to lose that money, remember? That's true. Uh, we're down that to money... lose the original amount. That's the thing. You weren't down but to it's, lose. It's the same thing, Jim. I know it's house money, but it's it's not the same. So you are you put 2000 down, and then you walk out with, it's not exactly 50-50 because of the greens, but whatever it but is. But just say, yeah. Say uh, 4000 And then now are you, now you're First down to lose 4000 bank gym 2000 is what you're down to lose <laughs> I'm, on the I'm just trying to make the numbers easy like. <laughs> I, you know me i don't gamble worth the fucking shit i am i right. can't i make my money i got to keep it there's no way you play it tight a dollar saved is a dollar earned exactly well i i wish that was true but i buy stupid shit with my money that's that those are my gambles the stupid shit am i going to play with it for more than a week or am i going to just toss this like everything else um but I like that. I was also thinking for a strat, like, uh, would it be worth bringing somebody with you and being like, look, I'll give you 5% of whatever I walk out of here with. That way, that person's like making sure you don't lose too much money. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Like, they'll tell you to walk away. Yeah. Like, because I used to do that for, I mean, J.O. in Reno, like... It would be, I'd be waking up in the morning and I get the text like, still here. And I'm like, God damn it, Johnny. And he'd be like, get me out of here. So I go and like, have to like, like talk to him and be like, all right, like time. To, he's like one more. I'm like, dude, no. And so then oh I just have God. to talk to him and get him out of there. But he's done some shit <laughs> where like, he'll go one more and put it all in and hit like that guy has yeah. got some crazy, I don't even call it luck. I don't know what it is, but something, but, uh. Yeah, I think it might be worth bringing someone if you're going to spend a lot of money, that is. Yeah, no, for sure. You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to ride. Ride? Run? I don't know. Fuck it. Um, Well, golf. Going off golf, I guess we'll get right into the old draft. Um, Finish us off here. Today, we are going to do things that annoy you while golfing. Um, there's a lot here. I, when you first posed this, I was like struggling, but then I was just going through my rounds and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to fucking, there's there's too many things here that annoy me during golf. Um, and I think a lot of them revolve around pace of play. So I'm going to go specific with these that way we can have more than one that's pace of play related, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do the honors, Jim. You got first pick this time. All righty. Honors. Speaking of, get me up on that tee box, <laughs> brother. Um, have you been playing out there at all? Yeah. I mean, Chad invites me every weekend. I nice. pretty much go every other weekend. 
Damn. But uh, but yeah, I've been playing. Me and Chad seem to be on the team a lot. Like me and Chad versus Kendall and Drew is what we just played oh, that's this fun. past Sunday. And Drew played the best round of his life. <sighs> Drew, I've played on that kid. He, he got a seventy-nine. I want to shout out Smoochie. Is that is uh, or not Smoochie? Fucking uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Drewcy, Drewcy <laughs> J. Smoochie though, shout out. Um, was that when he got his hole in one? Is that that? No, one? negative. Oh, I did. Uh, I did call him personally to congratulate him on that though. So cool. I felt like a swipe up wasn't enough. You know what? I I think I deserve more credit on the hole in one than I than I've been given. I've been given zero and I don't want to say You got a hole in one? No, I've I got Drew. I helped Drew get his job at Santa Teresa mm. Golf Course. Oh. <laughs> you were there for that, I think. You I need mean, some that, recognition. It initiated his love for golf. Uh he kept playing and hole in one. So I think I'll take a point oh oh one on that, Drew. Um if you hear that, that's uh and that's being a send generous. some of that purse gym's way, my exactly. boy. Exactly. Buy me uh a half a, a how's half your a beer. Um, what's that? I said, "How's your mitt?" How's your mitt? I miss. I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. It's like an East Coast slang, I guess. Bill brought it here to the house, and we definitely misuse it in kind of a funny way. <laughs> but but it's kind of just like, "How's your mitt, boss?" Like, "How you doing?" Oh, huh. Or Never if like someone it. gets dunked on, it's like, "How's your mitt?" Oh, I kind of like this. You can it's just use it for interchangeably. I yeah. can't see it getting into my lexicon and uh, until I'm with someone from the East Coast because I feel embarrassed. I thought it was perfect, but... though. How's your yeah, mitt? no, it it's definitely like worked. That's why I was like, I, I, I just didn't get it. Um, but yeah, I haven't been golfing worth a shit. I've, I, I think on the podcast of Boog and Kev, I think I said I swore off it. I'm going to play like three, four times a year now and just uh, be that guy. Just not be good, well, but have fun. It is April, so I think we're due for that first round of the year. First round of the year. I'm down. Yeah, no, I played a couple of times. I've just been asked, so I have to uh, <laughs> have to slow down spending money on stuff I'm bad at. Um, yeah, well, that's perfectly on theme, so. Exactly. And with that... Boom, boom, boom. Um, okay, so the first one, I didn't know where to go, what to draft one, but I think uh, with the videos, I think it's of uh, Scheffler going around right now, or is it Shoffley? I don't know. One of the two. But it's uh, taking forever uh, on, like, your your warm-up shot, your practice swing. Taking way too fucking long on the practice swing. Um, and now, That would piss you off. It. It, I get it in the PGA, and, like, there's some gamesmanship going on with that, right? Like, you're playing with another guy, especially on a Sunday. You're trying to slow his pace down, especially if he likes to play fast. Speed, kind of what we saw. Um, but when you're shitty like like we are, and it, I'm anyone that shoots over an 85 is shitty in my book, um, just play ready golf. Get, get on your ball. One or two practice swings and go. There's no stepping off unless someone says something or some shit like that. But get right. on your ball and fucking let's play golf. Slow yeah. slow up to your ball. Yep. Got to say, I am guilty of the step off. I'm a big one practice swing, step off, look at it again where I'm going to hit it. One more practice swing and we're ripping. See, but even that is fine because I feel like You're right, right. No, it's yeah. like a routine. There's some guys that will just like – 
randomly. I don't, I'm not. I don't want to call anybody out on here, but there's <laughs> no, some no, guys. Like when the three of you are on the tee box watching this guy, and we're he like, takes way too long. He gets. He takes way too long to start with the practice swings, and then he steps off, and you're like, like this fucking guy. What are you the doing? Damn ball. Yeah, it's it's horrible, but uh. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all guilty of it time to time, but there's some uh, reoccurring offenders, some habitual line steppers that need to be addressed. Um, yeah, but they are. and it makes sense, and it makes no sense when you're on the tee box to really, like, look that hard at your shot. How about you hit it as far as you can, as straight as you can? I think you'll be okay. Exactly, and it's, like I said, we're not good enough to where you're placing balls right where you want them. You're going to hit the ball where you're going to hit the ball, whether you take three practice swings or two. Um, Now I got a question. Let's say you do your practice swing step off and your next practice swing, you chunk the shit out of one. Are you resetting the routine or are you still hitting that ball in the next, next go around? No, no, no. I'm giving it a good old, Jesus Christ. And then, <laughs> yes. And then, and, then and then I'm taking one more practice swing until I get it right. I love that. And then I'm going. Yeah, I'm yeah. the same way. Yeah, exactly. I like a fuck me. Right after a chunk of practice swing. <laughs> I'm way yeah. I do that way too often to be uh yeah, to be mad at myself for doing it, but I always get pissed. Um but yeah, that's number 1, taking too much time on your practice swing up to the ball. And now your first pick, Josh Landers. Let's hear it. People you're playing golf with that you cannot trust the score that they tell you. Seems like every... So now you put me in the position where I have to count my strokes and I have to count your strokes. Because then now I have to ask you and you're going to tell me it's a four when I know on my life that it's a five. And we have to do this whole dance. Like, I don't want to have to do the whole dance. No one here is a fucking scratch golfer. What do you get? Yeah. Um, And is there anything worse than when your friend goes OB and then at the end of the hole, they somehow have a lower score than you on the hole? It's like, yeah, what are, did you not count any strokes there? What what rule set are we playing with here? Right. And it doesn't need to be too competitive, right? Say we're on the team, even if we're competing, if you top one off on your drive, I'm not making you hit your second shot from 10 feet away. Right. Take take another, my guy. Exactly. But at the same, but at the same time, it's like you know, sometimes defer to your opponents if there's a question on the score. Have some feel, exactly, and that's uh, you know, I hit it out of bounds. How do you want me to play this one? I took a drop, you know, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, and uh, I feel like uh, Hutch is really good at doing that. He like he just he's just out there to play. You know what I mean? Obviously, he's he's gotten so much better. Um he beat me the last like 3 or 4 times we've been out there, but like he's always like I don't uh, what do you guys want me to take here? And it's like I feel like yeah. that's the way you play it. Is like if you're unsure like cuz when you're counting yeah. at the end and that person is shooting an 84 and you're like, "Okay, that's Yeah. No. Exactly. We're here to help your score. Like by all means, we're not trying to we want everyone to have a like you know, there's some wiggle room within golf to kind of give you the score that you deserved on that hole. Right. But so let's give you the score you deserve, not the score that, you know, you think you deserve. Exactly. You think you deserve. <laughs> now, I guess going off that, I can bring this up. Um, how about the people that have the rounds of their life playing by themselves or like playing oh. with a random threesome? 
it's kind of the same yeah it's kind of the same so that's not it doesn't piss you off while you're playing golf but it pisses you off when you see other people's story yeah and they shot scratch golf and you played with them and gone toe-to-toe as a 98 golfer <laughs> exactly yes <laughs> and you're like there that's not possible like something, you playing yeah. from the women's tees or even the child's it's the same tees. guy every it's the time. same guy um, the same guy that you have to worry about what he's telling you his score is is the same guy that shoots scratch golf. Yeah, when he plays by himself. By himself. Um, now I the hole in one by yourself. What's your move there? You hit a hole in one by yourself. No, You're not playing with no one. But let's say you do. How are you convincing people that you hit the hole in one? You're not playing with anybody else. You just go out on a Friday you have off and you hit a hole in one on one of the par threes. No convincing me is necessary. If you post that you got a hole in one, I believe you. Who is that big of a low life scumbag <laughs> to go for a round himself, take a picture, say I got a hole in one when they didn't? Like who does that? It's almost like Good too point. weird of a lie. Like it is. Um you're doing the most. Just post your scratch golf scorecard. That's enough. <laughs> uh yeah, no, that's a good point. Um yeah, crazy. Stolen valor, stolen golf valor. Speaking of <laughs> I hit a little bit of stolen valor today on accident with the army oh, wow. t-shirt and the shaved head. Whoa. And I Is got that some... stolen valor? No, uh, accidental. The army. Accidental. Yeah. I support them, but uh, some guys were giving me weird looks, and I was like, "Yeah, that's on me, sir. That's uh, I, I didn't serve." Um, all right, but but moving on. So we got the the scorecard. Uh, bad bad counting. Love that one. So prevalent. Okay, now, um, shit, that was my next one up. Uh, Okay, I'll go with things that annoy me during golf. Coaching me during the round. Hey, buddy, keep your tips and tricks to yourself. I, I play with maybe one or two scratch golfers in my life, and I'm like, fill me in. Please give me more. But if you're shooting within 20 strokes of me, Keep the fucking comments to yourself. It is. I'll ask. Yeah. I'll ask if I need help. Exactly. And that's the thing. And like uh, me and my dad had to stop riding in the same cart for a while because right when I was starting out, he was like, just fill me. And like, finally, I just like exploded one time. And he's like, yep, that we're not riding in the cart anymore. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. Felt so, <laughs> felt so bad. But then uh, re- redeemed myself and we were good now. Um, there you go. But yeah, no, uh, keep, keep your tips and tricks to yourself. Like I said, like Cole Carnahan, please keep, keep giving them to me. You're the man. He's, mm-hmm. he's worth three strokes off your round. Every round you play with them. Um, right. I stand by that. But, uh, yeah, if you're shit, I don't need it. Hey, I hear it. I hear you sometimes. And the worst part is, is if you are the person to give advice, just know you're responsible for whatever happens on that next shot. Like <laughs> that's like so true. If you, if you shut your mouth, then it's on me. But if you tell me something and now I try and come from the inside and I fucking slice one or whatever it is, like, right. Hey, how about you just shut your mouth and let me swing? Yeah. And, and chances are, I'm not going to listen to you anyways. And so if you tell me to do something and then I do have a good shot, seeing them have the satisfaction of being like, Oh, like, cause I told them so. And it's like, fuck right. you suck a dick. I right. hate it. Now there is a fine line between coaching and caddying. 
Uh, agreed. Very so much I want agreed. to be caddied. Yes. I very much so want to be caddied, and I do enjoy the camaraderie that comes in around from caddying each other. Right. What do you think? What are you thinking here, Jim? What do you see? Perfect. Yeah. And what, I, do, what do you see here? Exactly. Trying to read putts, giving me distances, like helping me with that sort of stuff. Like, what club are you using? I'm all for that. Yeah. But don't try and fix my swing during the round, I guess, is more where I'm yeah. going with. But yeah, no, exactly. caddying and the camaraderie, that's a huge part of it for me. I love yeah, I mean, trying to and, do that. And caddying is about the mental game more than the technical game. Truth. It's all about how's the spirit. You know what um, I mean? Let's keep it. Let's keep everything nice and even keel. Keep this rolling smoothly. Did you see the video going around of Tiger's old caddy testing the wind with the cigarette going around uh, the, on Twitter? This is so good. Just fucking taking that was the rip. best. So good. Um, but yeah, keep your keep your tips and tricks about my swing. Um, let me be shit. And that's all. Um, number two. Let's hear it. Um, another pace of play thing here. I felt like it was a pretty obvious one, but so I'll go ahead and take it off the board. Uh, people in front of you can't keep up with the pace of play. You're sitting there. You're in the middle of the fairway. You just piped a drive, and now you got to sit there and wait for people to chip onto the green, two putt, tap in everything. No one's doing good. Good. Yeah. They're just take. They're just taking their time. And uh, I, I feel like it's always like, and I know obviously it's not the case, but like every time I like, like you have Hold. a first like good two holes and then, then you get backed up and then just waiting on every single shot just ruins, ruins your round, ruins your game. Like oh, you can't God. get any rhythm. I did not pay a hundred dollars to stand in line. It, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm, yeah. So. But yeah, no. That one's pretty self-explanatory. Like we've all been there. You're just trying to play some golf and it's backed up and you just gotta wait. Nothing better than no one in front of you, no one behind you. Just go. Then you take your time. Then you take your time. Or go. Whatever you want to do. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I'm always I'm a morning person, so I try to be I'll I'll wear a double socket and just be the first person after the sprinklers. Like that's my ideal golf round. Um first person out there. Now Pace of plays going south. These people are taking forever. Are you saying something at any point? Saying something? Yeah. I'm sending something. <laughs> we're hitting a four iron stinger right out of no lock. That's amazing. It's just, it, we're gonna try and run one right up their peephole. I love it. I've I've done that, Kevin. So a little inside baseball. Kevin Sullivan, Kenny's dad, uh, works at a golf course, the goat. And uh, he was doing martial work for a while. And uh, so if there's problems on the course, they send him out to address things. So we're talking to him before the round, that sort of thing. And we got these German people in front of us that are playing probably slower than anyone I've ever seen before. Literally, like, it was so bad. So on hole four of Santa Teresa, I fucking take a five wood and park one and literally was still on a line as it went past them. And so, of course, <laughs> of course, the marshal comes out. And, like, I'm not expecting Kevin to come out at all because i like, not thinking about it. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? And then ends up playing was Kev ends up playing the rest of the hole with us after that. And like, I'm sure the people in front of us were so pissed, but yeah, if if it's egregious, I'm sending shit. Fuck you. Let's, uh, let's figure this out. So when Kevin was a marshal there, yeah. Um, we played a round against him and Kenny. Was it you and I, or was it you? Was it Maddie T and I? 
must have been Maddie T in, in you. I don't think I was there because I've only played rounds with him where he like will come and play like a hole or two at a time. I've never played a full round. Yeah, so we did a scramble against Kenny and his dad, and it came down to the absolute wire. Wow, the the absolute wire. They're up on like a hill by the green, like tough spot. They got to putt it. Kenny fucking tops his putt, doesn't go anywhere, and then this bastard goes ahead and hits it anyway. The old taking a three during timeout shit hits hits it anyway and rolls it, gives Kev the read, and then Kev hits the That's nastiest putt you've ever seen. So in trash. Oh my god, I I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the read when you're playing fucking whatchamacallit is everything. When you're in a yeah, scramble, yeah, you fucked up your shot and then you just hit another one to give him the perfect read in line, and then he nails it. It's I'd like, be so right. pissed. Was Kev there's zero percent the... chance that happens if you don't hit that? Yeah, like, exactly, zero percent. Um, yeah, was he using the over under putter that goes across the ball and comes back the other way? That thing's yes. so sick. Such a good garage sale find. Um, the yeah. putter is like an L shape. It goes like this, and then you put the ball here and it's like no it's over the top of it so it's like that i don't know it's fucking odd it's a strange putter but so cool um love that yeah kev being the the marshal good marshalling um love it send them in that's how we do it round three um all right, I'll go with um, people that look for their ball too long and in the wrong spot. Now, mm. I get I get when we're playing at Muni courses and stuff like that, there's balls that you're like, this should be here. Like, where the fuck is it? And, and looking for it. But there comes a time where you just got to say la vie to your ball and uh, fucking saddle up, take the stroke, and play a new one. Um yeah. But yeah, there's just nothing that kills me more than that. Go on. So I was going to say, that's the situation where you get that drop for free without the out of bounds. Exactly. The ball should be there. Take a drop. We're not making you play OB. It should be there. I've heard it called it a, a provisional. You drop you drop yeah. where you think it's going to be or with your boy and you just play, play it straight up from there. Um, yep. But there is, I mean, people steal balls all the time. I couldn't tell you how many times a fucking group's walked by my ball and it's been gone. Um yeah, nah, don't look for your ball for too long. And honestly, if you're shitty, just fucking put two or three in your pocket and just take the stroke. It's it's one more stroke to your 95. Who gives a shit? Um, 100%. And you hit, a, you hit a drive 250 one time. Not every drive is going to be at the 250 marker. So just know that. Um, but yeah, that's mine. Looking for your ball too long. Um, simple. Simple, simple. Yep. Um, number three, go for it. So a couple different ways I could go with this. I think I'm going to go with when some of your game is right, but the other parts of your game are not right. For once in your life, you're hitting pipers right down the fairway, but now you can't hit an approach shot or you hit the pipe down the fairway and the approach shot. And now you're three putting. It's always something having everything going at the same time is really the key to golf and why we all suck at it. And yeah. that shit pisses me off. I just hit a fucking drive. I never hit good drives. Why did I end up with the triple bogey? It makes no sense. It it honestly like kills me because it's always that when you hit the good drive, you got confidence walking up to the ball and you always fucking 
hit a little dribbler, hit one five feet, and it's just like it negates the whole drive. Hit your second shot out of bounds when you're in the middle of the fairway. Like it's like what is going on? Yeah. Um, have you ever had a day where everything's lined up perfectly? I mean, yeah, neither have I. I've had one where everything's all right, and that was my best round ever, but I've never had a day where I'm like on, on, on. Yeah, no. And if I could have one thing be off, it would be my driver. I think that's... With uh, the days where my driver's off are probably my best days. If I'm hitting good shots, like, you know, my second shot's good. Right. I'm chipping, I'm putting, I'm doing what I have to do. I feel good about myself. See, and you but play... I think it's, yeah. Well, I was just going to say sorry for cutting you off. I was going to say, yeah. you play smart, too. You don't pull out the... If you're not hitting the driver well, you'll leave it in the bag. I, like, I have to hit. Yeah. If it's a driving hole, I'm like, ah, I'm going to get it right this time. But right. Never, never <laughs> do. Real. Um but I like so, that yeah, one. That's mine. Short and uh, long game. Now, a question, I guess, kind of going off of this. What do you think is more impressive in golf, the hole-in-one or a double eagle? So a two on a par five or a hole-in-one? Uh, a two on a par five is more impressive. Yeah, you think so? But I think a hole-in-one is worth celebrating more. Mm, I guess that any old sense. Any old Joe Schmo can hit a hole-in-one. You're on a par three. We all have that capability. Right. I've seen five five year olds get lucky and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we all have that capability. The e the double eagle, albatross. Yeah, albatross. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You have to be a legit golfer to do that. Right. I don't it's see it. It requires world. a good drive and then a good either wood or iron in, which is crazy. And in most cases it's gonna be have to be a nice long putt. Well, no, because it's a two on a five. So you're you're driving, oh, and then you're you're hitting. Still your oh yeah, no, I, that, I feel like that's yeah, yeah, two good shots as opposed to one good shot. I guess that's pretty self-explanatory. But uh, yeah, I guess a hole in one sounds better than an albatross. No, it does, and it's worth celebrating more. I think. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know. You don't buy rounds for an albatross. Um, you just don't, <laughs> but you tell your kids about it for sure. For sure, for sure. Uh, round four. And everyone else you meet the rest of your life. Oh, every time I'm paired with someone else on a golf course, that's not a friend that hasn't heard the story. Oh, Tell man. the albatross story. We're at a bar. Oh, have you met Jim? Oh, he got an albatross. I, exactly. I would pay my friends like 10 bucks to, to bring it up, so I have to tell the story. So good. Um, Girls are like, he got a what? What, STD? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a good one. An alba what? Um, all right. Round four. Um, this one, uh, always, I feel like happens after a shitty hole. And so it pisses you off even more, but leaving a club behind on a, on a hole. Oh, wow. And it's just like, it's a day ruiner because one, you don't know which hole it is at first. You're, you're trying to think of the last time you use the club. You're going through all your shots. Um, you're embarrassed. Ex- you don't want to take the cart from your friends and be like, yeah, guys, I got to go. Right. And go past all the groups fucking behind you saying, Oh, did you guys see a, do you guys see a club hanging out here? And, uh, most of the time third, I can't find my club. I'm, I'm not in the fairway most of the time. I hate to break it to you. So I have to like retrace shots, cut across fairways while people are playing. And like you say, it's just embarrassing. And, and it's, uh, just not good. I have 30 year old clubs full set and, Losing one of those would, would be bad, bad. Losing it for good. And the marshal will come by with the club. <sighs> give that, oh, someone, you, you forget something? Yeah. That's their classic line. Just Forget something? 
the worst. Yeah, there's uh, there's nothing good about leaving a club behind. Um, but yeah, I would say that's that's a solid fourth for me. And like I said, it's usually after a shitty hole and you're frustrated anyways, and it just adds. Oh god. Um, but yeah. Now, if you find a club, what are you doing with the club? Are you leaving it there, taking it with you, to to find the group ahead and then turning it into clubhouse at the end of the round, or taking it with you, putting it in your bag, and if no one asks for it, it's yours. Oh, it's the first one. Leave I'm leaving it. it. Yeah. That's what I want someone to do for me. I feel that. Um, Option two is not bad. Option two is not bad, but I would want it to be exactly where I left it. Yeah, and I feel like that makes the process so much easier. You can retrace and know. Um, I've... I don't want to say guilty of option three, but there's been clubs that have been, I go to a course where it's like, I'll, I was chipping like multiple days in a row and like they're, they're just there after the third day, like a nice 60. So I'll put it in the bag, go the next day and give it a happy home. No one's. Yeah. And then my scorecard just fucking blew up. I mean, I oh, just no. bad juju. It was crazy. It was like immediately I was shooting like one tens. Um, yeah, horrible. And then I gave the club away, back down to the back Ooh. down to the, the mid nines. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. It was obviously all mental, but yeah, not not a fan of leaving the club. That's round four for me. And here you go. Now this is what pisses me off more than anything on the list. Wow, it should have been the number one pick, but it was I don't know. There was other things that I felt were more fitting. Chunking the ball (laughs) hitting the big ball first there's nothing that actually enrages me more than that that's what makes you throw the club that's what makes you let out a a legit fuck like an actual pissed off genuine fuck this shit fuck yeah and yeah i mean there's just nothing worse there's no salvaging that at least if you top a ball you get some top spin you get a few yards on it yeah yeah but uh, when you chunk um, a ball, it's just fucking demoralizing. It's so bad. And that's genuinely the next step in my game. I'm already, I would say, a 90 golfer who has 10 chunks around. That's, yeah. You you cut that down to half and your fucking scorecard would, I, I'm sure, cut off probably six, seven All strokes. my shots are fine besides the ones that aren't actual shots. Like if you just give me mulligans on all my whatever, it's a much different round. Right. Now, let's say we played two ball golf where you could hit as many second balls as you want, right? So not more than two. What do you think your score would end up being? In the 80s. You think? Nice. In the 80s. I think in the 80s. Maybe not, though. But I think my chances, I would improve as a player from that two ball golf more than others would improve as a player from two ball golf. So the score of my two ball would be drastically better than the score of my one ball. Right. Whereas someone like Chad, it's like, right. He's playing he decent golf shot, already. Yeah. He hits a better shot. Yeah. You know, makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'd be the same way. It would, cause I have too many of those like flubs, little, little chunks where it's like, you can't, can't be doing that. Um, pisses me off. But yeah, nothing, I guess. Yeah. That one was almost too obvious. I didn't have it on the list, but yeah, for sure. Chunking a ball just really grinds your gears. Um, I got one more I want to pick, so fingers crossed you don't take it here. Um, All right, so I'm just going to walk through some of these now that it's the last round. Um, 
Oh, okay. I guess this one's easy. Um, I feel like I'm usually the guy most prepared um, for golf. Anything, I got most of the stuff, right? Balls, sunscreen, glasses, gloves, tees. 100%. So my most frustrating thing is the, can I borrow blank guy? That's me. Yeah, I I guess you can, but like you haven't had teas in three months. Like what the fuck are you doing? You make more than me. I don't, I don't know what this is. Um, but yeah, the, can I borrow your, Oh, can I try your, your club? This like for this can I try yeah. your driver. And it's like, yeah, I guess I sure. Hey, can you mark that for me? Oh, I don't, I don't got one, bro. Yeah. Can, can I borrow yours? Uh, exactly. I brought my marker. It just bring a penny anything have a tea in your pocket and mark it literally anything but use like, this then i oh that's a good one i've never used that I, um, oh yeah that's oh, yeah. so good um but yeah no i don't even care about the clubs because my clubs are shit and even if i had good clubs it's like whatever but like yeah just the little things like the teas the the sunscreen the kind yeah. of have a sip of water it's like oh, what the fuck are we in middle school no like yeah adult prepare yourself prepare yourself yeah so however you want to label it under preparedness or uh the can i borrow this guy either way that is uh that's my number five nice frets would never who best golfer in the frets our roommate best golfer in the house just walked in the door love that frets looking tan too looking mighty tan brother (laughs) hard work what do you say I don't know what he said, but some some dirt under the fingernails for sure. Wow, a hard working blue collar man. I just you don't see many of those in America anymore. Salute to you, Fret. Yeah, he's is that a rare name? breed. Frets. 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 Salute, man. It's a last name, but yeah. That's a sick nickname. I'm fa- I'm about it. Um, number five. All right, finish us off here. Take us home. Fifth pick of the draft. Final. Talk in the backswing. Uh, don't talk in my backswing. Don't talk. Don't talk in my backswing. Don't have a conversation while I'm putting. The moments of silence on the golf course are the best thing we have. I agree. Let the let the drama build as I'm about to sink this putt. You know what I mean? I don't need any farts or any jokes. And this goes for those birds slash drones too. <laughs> birds are the worst culprits. They'll just at the worst right time, the right? Exactly. As soon as they see the club go back, it's like the fucking shiny catches their eye and they fucking have to do it. It's crazy. Again. Drop another. Take another, my boy. If that happens to you in the tee box, I don't care if we're competing. Right, exactly. I would want another. You get another. For sure. And I, I think I would put on the same class like uh, like the fucking idiots that have no awareness that shadows are in your tee box, like on your ball or on your putting line. It's like, yeah. dude, two steps back. It, this is not not that hard of a concept. I don't get what we're yeah. doing here. Um, yeah, or the or the music blasters. I that I have know? that on the list. I hate music on the golf course. I, I don't even care if it's yeah. low and in the cards. Like, I, I'm not here to listen to music. Keep keep yeah. it to yourself. I'm not either. I, I'm I'm not. I'm okay with the low and in the cart. That doesn't bother <laughs> me. But the thing is, is like it's a golf course, right? Like this doesn't need to be party central. We don't need to be blasting music while I'm swinging. Like, right? Have it far enough away from the tee box and low enough to where when we're swinging. We don't hear it. If you want to blast it while you're driving up to your ball, sure. But, For sure. you know, don't make me be the guy. Can you turn down the music? Like, it shouldn't be loud enough where I have to ask you to turn down the music. Right. You know? 
especially when you bring your own speaker. That's when it really gets bad. You exactly. Know? I, I speakers should be banned from the golf course. I, I hate they that. really should. It's it's crazy. Um, yeah. No, I, I like that one. The the backswing. I mean, that's another obvious one. I didn't even have, but uh, yeah, that that one will just fucking. Because it's most of the Bird time it's not malicious too, right? They're just like finishing up what they were saying, but it's like you had all the time in the world. You don't have to do it now. Um, love it. Now, did you have any honorable mentions that you didn't didn't make the list? Um, I don't know when they don't have a fucking like food options. Yeah, was, that just pisses me off. You're coming around the turn, you didn't even check. You don't know. Right. You're checking when you're on the eighth hole. Do they have food? They don't. What the fuck? Oh, I'm at the dog. peanuts from the cart girl. Yeah, like yeah. What's... not good. Come on. Um, yeah, I I like that. I had that on my list. And then the other one, I don't losing balls. Which one? Losing balls. Yeah, losing balls. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't play at good enough courses, but like cart path only, like that shit pisses oh, me off. That that yeah, should have made the, my list, but yeah, when they when the cart stops working yeah when you go oh, it's like God. dude what are we do? like i would have just walked if i knew this was gonna be you know what i mean because most of the time they spring it on you on the first tee and it's like are you fucking kidding me but uh yeah no that that one would have been my honorable mention but i like it yeah. good call good call yep um well thanks for doing this my dude that was a good one flew by another um, good one for sure just in the books love it um until next time Adios, my dude. Wow, I love that little Bruce, Bruce Lee, some K-Rate. Peace. Mm-hmm.